previously on Lost. This is the first time, like, no one's on the beach right now. Our beach camp is gone. Definitely a different show now. Hurley lets slip that he's had a cabin encounter, too. Hmm. Yeah, Locke and Ben's ears both both kind of perk up at that. So who else is off the island? Like, let's get to that right away. And instead we get these these four new characters who, I would say, two complete fuckers. One just hapless sad sack and one guy who I'd love to hang out with. Him trying to sell it, I suppose Lance Reddick can, but it's just like, Naomi, we're pairing you with uh, four piece of shit losers. Eventually, after Ben tries to kill Charlotte, Locke is going to kill him, and that's when he pulls out all of his information, gives everyone's full name, and he says he has a man on their boat. For so long, I feel like uh, the discourse has been all about uh, when are we going to see a black James Bond? When are we going to see a lady James Bond? Mm-hmm. What about an Indian James Bond? Indian James Bond pretending to be Iraqi? Yeah. Yeah, I think we got it. And he's got his own sort of uh, Bond girl double agent. He's got a Bond girl double agent and a, uh, another dead girl in Naomi who, <laughs> who he's in love with now. Oh, he's in love with everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Saeed is like, he, he's a Swiss army knife, but the core of the casing is just built out of sadness. Are you a yes or a no on Saeed's fit? His fit and his hair when he picks up Elsa for the opera. I think he's looking swag. Yeah, oh, totally. His hair is voluminous. Yeah. Uh, and when you first see him, him golfing in the Seychelles, he's got that little mm-hmm. pony. Oh, yeah, I, I love that look, too. No, he looked goaded up all night yes this is the lost me podcast my name's ben that's spencer we talk about the show lost episode by episode because i've seen it a whole bunch spencer's never seen it before and tonight we're talking about season four episode three the economist uh, our first saeed flash forward and i guess let's start there because we now know four of the oceanic six yeah okay uh, were you were you thinking saeed was going to be one of them or is this no. a, little, a little surprising to you Saeed would have been filled by my flex slot. Yeah, uh, that's true. And so I'm still, I'm still betting on Sawyer and Locke, but we'll Sawyer see. Sawyer and Locke, yeah. We'll okay. see. I, I feel like Sawyer is uh, more directly hinted at unless Kate was talking about someone else who would notice mm-hmm. her being gone, unless she is like directly in Ben's thrall. I mean, he's the only him I can, I can think of that might also apply. Uh, true. Yeah, I love that reveal at the end that... Ben is also somehow off the island. And, you know, obviously we know that he can get off the island, um, but now he seems to be off it again and still in contact with, with at least one of our, of our losses, which I, I remember loving at the time and, and still loving now. I, I am so, I'm still so thrown by the clear direction they gave him in that scene to start speaking in a different register. Yeah. To start speaking lower for like the first three lines. Yeah, just so you couldn't recognize him quite yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah. What, what a funny bit of uh, direction. Take your shirt off. Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, let's let's since we're already talking about it, let's go ahead and do the flash forward, and then mm-hmm. we will 
we will talk about on the island stuff. So yeah, uh, we, as we sort of mentioned earlier, Saeed living it up, golfing in the Seychelles, mm-hmm. uh, and then terrifies this man by saying he's one of the Oshigane Six before he kills him. Yeah, the guy seems uh, really disconcerted to uh, to learn yeah. that. Well, uh, you know, I don't think this is giving you any sort of uh, no spoiler. Mr. Avellino, we never we never find out his uh, his backstory or anything. But for whatever reason, he clearly he he must know about the island if he knows yeah. that he should be scared of uh, someone in the Oceanic Six. Uh, and then he gets marked. So bye bye. He was him. Bye bye, Mr. Avellino. You were very nasty to Ben. I wonder if Saeed golfed uh, before this or if he had just taken it up on the island. I feel like probably not. I feel like he was first uh, just, you know, in the army and then was doing whatever, like, vagabond lifestyle he had after uh, he was in the Republican Guard, so. Let me just Google Iraq golf course. So then the next time we see Saeed, he is now in Berlin. Uh, pretty pretty admirable job of turning uh, Hawaii into Berlin. Yeah, seriously. And he sits down with this girl, and uh, they flirt, and eventually, after they flirt and make a dinner date, he walks out, says he's made contact, and the, the real baller move of throwing the cell phone in the trash. Yeah, wiping off his hands on a little bit of snow as well. No, I feel like, I feel like Naveen Andrews was really cooking in this episode. Like, he had something to do other than to cry or just stand there in a, t- in a tank top. And, I mean, yeah. eventually, eventually he got to cry. But I feel like he, he, was, really, he was really cooking in this one. Skipping, but uh, I love when Jack uh, tells the pilot, oh, he's a torturer. And it's just like, he doesn't just say interrogator. No. It's like, come on, let, let, the, guy, let the guy infer about the shitty part. Just yeah, that well, interrogator. That's a job description. Anytime they got a chance to say torture, they did it. Like, yeah, yeah. There was never any, never any euphemism. It was yeah. never interrogation. They never said, you know, enhanced tactics. None of that. It was just, uh, there's literally the scene in season two when uh, Ben, then known as Henry Gale, is, is in the cell in the hatch. And Saeed walks in and he literally just goes, my name is Saeed Jarrah and I am your torturer. <laughs> like, 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 you know, like it's like, ah, oh, I'm your masseuse, I'm your torturer. Because if you didn't say it directly, you wouldn't make the point, right? Or yeah, at least not, yeah. not, not as clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Which you know, well, you can you can say what you will about whether or not that's good or bad storytelling, but it's you know, it's network TV storytelling. Uh, Said says espresso. Uh, so oh, his, does he? His <laughs> cover, his cover is not perfect. No, he's clearly a rube. Uh, how would you describe his hair with the two big arcs? What is that, like a flock of seagulls? The part um, with the big arcs? Kind of, yeah. It's like sort of like modified emo hair, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whatever. He pulls it off, though. Truly. I love the line, my employer is an economist who works in emerging markets. Yeah. And such emerging markets. That's uh, that's that's got to be like the worst guy you can imagine. See, now that is a good euphemism, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking fucking blood diamond shit. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, they're on their fifth date, and say you're looking fly as they go to the opera. Um, this the the like romantic scenes in this episode are a little weird for me. 
they're a little more sort of like uh like vaseline on the camera like soapy <laughs> soapy than your usual lost romance yeah yeah um i mean it wasn't like like uncomfortable it was just a little different i don't know i think maybe saeed gets those yeah you're right I mean, uh, the, looking back on his scenes with shannon they were pretty uh pretty soapy as well yeah just because i think with with jack with sawyer there's more character work to be done in there but with saeed there's not really any personal revelations to uh to drop in in that moment so i think i think it's just it's just the sizzle yeah <laughs> this the sizzle has to be the focus yeah uh and then of course eventually saeed learns that uh this woman is not an economist that she or that she uh is not just she she knows he, who he is just as much as he knows who she is yeah there's the big the big turn he shoots her um after she shoots him um yeah pretty pretty cool little turn i thought that I like, uh let's like say he was being played yeah yeah very very bond um mm -hmm. yeah of course it's like uh he thought he was being wily when uh, she was the one who was confessing to love and getting him all fucked up. Um, yeah. I loved. I loved when he throws like the paperweight in the mirror. Yeah. So she he, she can't see him going for the gun. Yeah, very good. Uh, again, like Saeed knows how to do everything, right? He had yeah. the he had the how to distract uh, uploaded into him just at the same time he had the snap the other guy's neck with his feet chip <laughs> put in. Mm -hmm. uh, concurrent chips included how to speak German and how to charmingly pretend like you don't know it very well. He's uh he can do anything and everything. Did we ever get, we didn't really get any hints of who her boss might be. No, I don't think it really matters. It's just okay. some, and we will get a better sense later on of like who these people are that Ben is facing down with. Yeah. Um, but all you really need to know is he was one of them. Yeah. We know there is, a, an organization that Faraday, Faraday is part of mm -hmm. um, that Ben is opposing. Uh, we know that there's this one. We don't know if they, they are the same. Yeah. Um, and then the big reveal. Uh, Saeed goes to get his wound patched up, and the perms are the person he's working for. Is none other than our boy, Benjamin Linus. Yeah, who has uh, learned doctoring. Yeah. He's not relying on other doctors anymore. It's a good point. He's he's learned well enough not to trust doctors because they'll cut sacks in your in your heart or your lung and uh, use it as leverage to get off of an island. Do you think he actually learned? Uh, like, went to veterinary school? I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Ben maybe has actually already always known how to like sew up wounds. The the rabbit only vet. Yeah, he only treats rabbits and they all die. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, as a flash forward goes, this one's pretty good. Um, it definitely gives you a fuller sense of what's happening sort of after the island. Um and definitely, you know, leaves us more intrigued to find out, you know, who the other two of the Oceanic Six are and uh, what exactly happens to Sayid. Of course there is sort of the you know little bit little bit overplayed but obviously important line where Said says if I've ever working for Benjamin Linus I've sold my soul to the devil and then oh, fuck. There you go. however long after he leaves the island he is in fact working for Benjamin Linus so I, I like that I had not even made that connection um all right you want to talk about on the island 
Yeah, the scene we open on is Saeed kind of uh, covering Naomi's body. And yeah. they, they, well, they spoke once, right? Yeah, they, there's no reason for him <laughs> to feel sad about her. He feels for a fellow soldier. Yeah, it's totally, it's, it, it is establishing the bond type because for the international super fuck boy, you, like, if she dies, you don't have to, like, break up with her in a cowardly way, you know? That's true. You're absolved. It's much easier. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Locke can't find the cabin, mm-hmm. but he but he does find the ash circle. So yeah, he's just uh, reaching down, touching the kitty litter, licking yeah. it. So I don't know. I mean, I what do you think about that? Is the cabin moving? Does it only appear sometimes? What what do you make of the cabin? It's definitely a Kubrickian liminal space. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a Twin Peaks lodge. Uh, yeah, it will it will only only appear to the right person at the right time when it wants to, for sure. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about Daniel and his experiments. Because, you know, the whole idea of time has been something that's sort of been skirted at for Lost the whole the whole show. You know, this idea of of there being something fucked up with time. And now we have for the first time a direct reference to it in that the digital clock on his tripod and the digital clock on his rocket that gets shot to him from the freighter uh, have a difference of 31 minutes, mm-hmm. which as him, as he puts is not good. Not good. But also from our perspective, not that long. No, that's like what I was thinking too. It's not right? 30 years. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, right? Like, it's, and and I will kind of give it to Loss that maybe being a little bit more, um, I was going to say realistic, but a little bit lower stakes actually makes it a little more intriguing because it's like, oh, the clock says, this this clock says it's 1987. It'd be like, oh, okay, that's fucking stupid. But like, <laughs> but like oh, 30 minutes, it's like, what the fuck could be causing that? I think, honestly, if uh, Lost was entirely pre-planned, there might have been more room for a larger-scale time fuckery. But I think mm-hmm. I think too much has happened to suggest the concurrence. Like, you know, we had the recurrence this episode of the whole uh, did the Red Sox win yep. thing. Uh, but it's still, it's still fun to see uh, Faraday, like, poking around and figuring this shit out in real time. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, so that's that's actually a good a good place to go too. So we get a little more from all four of our uh, our new friends. Um, Faraday, clearly, you know, absent-minded professor. Uh, I love what we get from Lapidus more in this episode. Um, he just he just rules. Like I think if there were one one guy in Lost who who passes the have a beer with him test, I think it's pro- <laughs> I think it's probably Lapidus. Yeah, Lapidus for president. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Miles continues to be an asshole. Yeah, they trade him away pretty quickly. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, don't really get as much of Charlotte, I guess. Yeah, um, it's fun to see Hurley refer to Miles as as another Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, We got another one. Yeah, that's Um, a great line. What'd you call him? Tubby, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, Seeing Hurley uh, play play a part in a lock scheme, I think yeah. that, I think that was honestly the biggest the biggest surprise, the biggest twist this one, um, because yeah, that really that feels awesome. very new. 
yeah, he's, you know, he clearly has cast his lot in with Locke and he believes him and he believes Charlie that like these people are bad and we have to do whatever we can do to uh to stop them. Yeah, can we go through real quick and rehash what were the exact steps to so many of the losties going with Locke? Like what what's their proof as they as they see it? I mean, so for Hurley and Claire it's clearly just Charlie said this. Yeah. For Sawyer, it's, as he said to Kate, that he's not interested really in leaving, you know, nothing waiting yeah. for him back there. Yeah, and I um, think so- Sawyer is a little more paranoid and, like, risk-averse. I can believe it there. Yeah. Um, for the rest of them, for the red shirts that went with them, I would say that it's just, they listened to what Locke said and they listened to what Jack said and they trusted Locke. And, you know, if we're going to like dig into the psyches of characters who have literally no, uh, no character, I mean, probably the fact that Hurley said, you know, that he trusts that he's going to go with Locke. I think yeah. Hurley's probably a pretty influential person in the camp. Yeah, by now. Like, sure. Like if, if, if Hurley trusts you, then that's probably a good, good enough for a lot of people. Yeah, and I suppose Locke was, Locke has been, I'm sorry, Jack has been back to speechifying for a few episodes and like nominally, nominally forgiven for being an other for a while, but yeah, uh, like, that's, that's surely good, not all the way back. That's a good point, right? Jack was gone from the camp for almost all of season three. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the, I think the, I think I buy it. Like, I remember when I was watching this again, watching the, this first season of, first episode of this season. I, there were more people that went with him than I remembered. Um, yeah. I, I remembered it being just a very small group and it is still pretty small, but like there are more red shirts than I remembered who went with him. Um, but I can buy it. Yeah. It's, it's still kind of surprising to see how unbalanced it is, but, but pretty interesting. Um, yeah. There's like, I, I think, I think the, the whole direct split among the survivors it's, you know, I, I remember I remember hoping for something like that as early as season one. So in a sense, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a long time coming. But it's interesting to see how uh, they really do they really do seem to identify categorically very quickly as just straight up different teams. Yeah, it's a good point. It's it's you know the they went from being one group of losties to two very quickly and with a very like stark division yeah and uh it's it's interesting too to see wasn't it last episode that uh ben linus gets to work on sawyer about like what could you even be expecting back home Mm -hmm. um i really love the line this episode uh between kate and sawyer uh kate says something like uh what how long do you think we can play house and sawyer says why why don't we find out yeah that's a that's a really really sweet uh little, little piece of the love triangle yeah, I mean, it's Sawyer clearly saying that, like, he'd rather be on the island with Kate than back in civilization without her. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe if he'd have kept those diamonds. Yeah. Could have brought them back. Go dig up Nikki and Paolo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another little thing here is that when Saeed is searching around, he finds that little uh, hidden closet and sees all of Ben's passports. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the name Dean Moriarty, who uh, is a character in On the Road. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's see what else we got. Um, ben has a lot of African masks. <laughs> he does, which honestly, when I watched that, I was brought back to Michael Emerson's episode of SVU, where he plays the uh, <laughs> he plays a uh, like African art specialist professor who yeah. uh, kills and rapes a young boy and stages it as a voodoo ritual. <laughs> It's still so wild to hear those summed up in a sentence. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Desmond sees the helicopter, and he uh, gets himself a, a seat on it. Okay, so Des Desmond has... It's Desmond, Saeed, Dude, and Naomi? Yeah. Lapidus, yeah. Lapidus. Lapidus. Zetus Lapidus, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, it's those two, Naomi's body... Uh, and Lapidus flying them. Uh, and, remind, I, and, and sorry, I'm asking for uh, basic reminders, but who got the message from Charlie that said not Penelope's, Penelope's boat? Uh, Desmond did. Okay. So Desmond knows. Desmond knows, but he also knows that Naomi had a picture of him. Yeah. So he's interested in that. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I love... Uh, well, let's talk first about the Locke and Saeed scene in the, in the game room. Uh, interesting um sort of the fact that they're sort of playing off of each other um both of them don't trust the people on the freighter uh but are sort of going at it going about dealing with it in different ways yeah there's a certain level to though of like mutual respect that is in stark contrast to uh jack trying to shoot Locke in the fucking head yep um uh, well, and it's also like i feel like saeed clearly feels clearly thinks of Locke more as his equal than he does Jack, right? Yeah. Yes. Like if if we're gonna if we're gonna make this like like Saeed is you know Saeed views Locke as like another military guy where he whereas he views Jack as, you know, a Weasley politician. Yes. Uh um, Locke locks the pencil neck back in HQ with a you know a tie and a pencil protector. Locke is like no, sorry. Jack is that sorry, and Locke yeah. is Locke is the like the evil contemporary Bond villain. Yeah, but anyway, so then they they trade Charlotte for for Miles, and great great line from Lapidus where he says Miles was nothing but a pain in his ass anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the, the helicopter takes off, and Daniel sort of takes Lapidus aside and makes a big deal about flying on the exact bearing. Um, yeah. Which, if we think back, um, when Michael and Walt left the island, uh, he was told to sail on a very specific bear bearing. Just give me Michael. Michael Michael is at the center of my last season four bingo card. I, yeah. I, I want to see what he's up to. You'll get him. Don't worry. He's, he's okay. around. Um, he, I mean, if you look at the, the, the uh, cast when it, the credits at the beginning, Harold Perrineau is listed. So. Mm -hmm. When Locke, when the cabin doesn't appear for him, Ben gets that good dig in. He doesn't know what to do next. He's he's yeah. waiting for someone yeah. to tell him what, what to do. Yep. It's it's really great in that moment because it's kind of metatextual a bit in, in like Locke's character is, has become very reliant on Deus Ex ex machinas you know mm -hmm. where where would he be if he if he didn't have a next 
like prophecy to to uncover. Yep. Walt Walt comes and tells him what to do, and now he needs someone else too. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, next week we have an episode called Egg Town. That's E G G Town. Egg Town. Uh, it is in fact a Kate episode, and I don't really remember much about this one, but I will say that the week after that we have one that I think most Lost fans would rank first, second, or third in their uh, all-time list. So oh, shit, that's cool. One after um, this week is is a good one. Well, I'm a guy from This American Life, and I did a bunch of uh, recordings that didn't amount to anything, but I'm going to put them in a podcast. This is Eggtown. <laughs> I never watched S-Town. Listen to S-Town. That was stupid. 